Good morning, my Patriot friends. Welcome to My Patriot Brain, the show that unleashes all that freedom and liberty locked away in my synapses. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Mather. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. I'm coming to you from behind the NPS Behavioral Science Analytics microphone here in OKC. Thank you for downloading this episode. My Patriot Brain is recorded live and published twice a week every Monday and Thursday morning on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcast. The show is available on many of your other listening platforms as well. You can follow My Patriot Brain on Spotify and share the show with your friends, your loved ones, your family members, your enemies, and anyone else you can think of who needs inside My Patriot Brain. Go to my website, theconservativesocialpsychologist.com for free content and social media links where you can follow me on Locals, Truth Social, Rumble, and YouTube. My Patriot Brain is sponsored by GadstonOne.com. Gadston, preserve the founding. In professional football news, we've got the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend on February 4th, which is Sunday, NFC versus AFC, 2 p.m. Central Time, ABC, and ESPN. We've got the Super Bowl coming up next week, uh, February 11th. Uh, the the uh, 49ers are, and the Chiefs are playing each other at 5.30 Central Time, uh, CBS. San Francisco is a two-point favorite. Professional basketball, Oklahoma City Thunder are 33-15 and 15 in second place in the Western Conference. Uh, they beat the Nuggets 105-100 to 100 last night in a great game, uh, and they play the Hornets Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Men's College Basketball News in the NCAA, AP Top 5, UConn, Purdue, North Carolina, Houston, and Tennessee. University of Oklahoma is ranked 23rd in the AP. Uh, they have a 16-5 record, 4-4 four four in the Big 12. They play Saturday at the University of Central Florida, 3 p.m. Central Time on the Big 12 ESPN+. Texas Tech is ranked 15th in the AP. They're 16-4, 5-2 conference record, tied with Iowa State for second place in the Big 12. They play Saturday versus Cincinnati, 5 p.m. Central Time on the Big 12 Network or ESPN+. Professional hockey, the division leaders are Boston, New York Rangers, Colorado, Vancouver. New York Rangers uh, have a 30 and 16 record. Dallas Stars are 30 and 13. And the St. Louis Blues are 26 and 21. I posted a video of Rush Limbaugh's TV show from 1992 the other day, and it was fascinating if you watch that. It's it's posted on my Truth Social and on, on Locals. Uh, you know, it, it's everything he's talking about on there sounds like it could be just commentary on today, right now. Uh, he talked about Gloria Steinem as, as a feminist and all the things that she was saying. Uh, and about culture and the world, I mean, the, the progressives are getting exactly what they've wanted for years. That was 1992. That was what, 32 years ago. And his commentary on the issues at the time were exactly what we're dealing with today. The, the Murphy Brown stuff he was talking about, uh, you know, everything, Hollywood, all of that. It's, it's exactly the same. So if you ever want to know what Rush would think about that stuff, just go watch his old things because the problems are the same. His commentary would be the same too. Uh, okay, Oklahoma City uh, is looking to possibly build a big tower here in Oklahoma City. Uh, there was a headline in the USA Today recently, OKC wants to steal New York City, New York's thunder with tallest skyscraper in the U.S. Uh, Oklahoma City is looking to potentially build Legends Tower. It'd be a 1,907 feet tall uh, to match uh, Oklahoma statehood, which was 1907. It would be the tallest building in the U.S. It would be the fifth tallest in the world. Uh, the tallest in the world is Burj Khalifa or Khalifa uh, in Dubai. It's 2,716 feet tall. Uh, the tallest tower in o- building in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, all of Oklahoma, not just Oklahoma City, is the Devon Energy Center, or the Devon Tower, as we call it around here. It's completed in 2012, 50 stories tall. So I see what they did here. They, they wrote work backwards from the headline, right? They wanted to get thunder in there. So OKC wants to steal New York's thunder. OKC Thunder, right? They, they worked backwards from the headline, I think, and built the article around it. So 
and if you think about it, you know, we didn't steal New York's thunder. We have, we don't want to steal New York's thunder. We, we're not stealing anybody's thunder. Uh, the only thing we've ever stolen are the Seattle supersonics, which became the thunder. So I guess we stole Seattle's thunder, but that's about it. Uh, okay. So RFK, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Has been, uh, he, he's got conflicting stories with the Trump people. Uh, RFK says that the Trump people approached him about v, being VP for Trump. Uh, Trump, pe Trump's people say they didn't do that. Uh, Either way, it's it's a. I've talked about how incredibly progressive uh, RFK is. He, he's a, he's an extreme environmentalist. He's extre an extreme progressive, and, and shouldn't be on the ticket with Trump. Snoop Dogg uh, has said that he has no problem with Trump now. Uh, Thomas Leduke wrote a good red red state article about this, uh, and and Leduke was making the argument that rich people in Hollywood want to save their money, and they and, and a lot of them now understand what's going on with with the Biden administration and how that's not good for them. So it's an interesting take the idea that, that Hollywood may warm up to Trump a little bit uh, as they realize that they're losing money under the Biden administration. Either way, Snoop Dogg says he's, he's cool with Trump now. You know, it's, it's a typical playbook here, but the Democrats have had 12 out of 16 of the 12 of the last 16 years in office in the, in the executive office to make their policies, to make their executive orders, to enforce law. And yet they still try to blame Republicans for the border crisis, for the economy, for everything else. But the Democrats have had 12 out of the last 16 years in power in the executive branch. And we all know what Bar Barack Obama said about, I've got a pen, I can write executive orders. And he wrote far more than George Bush or anybody else had before him. That's what the Democrats are doing. But don't fall for the gaslighting and don't let them tell you that it's Republicans fault. Look, Republicans suck in our own ways, right? Like we do, we do some bad things on our own as far as not getting things done and compromise like we've talked about too. Um, but you know, Republicans being ineffective doesn't mean that the Democrats haven't wrecked the wrecked everything. Uh, Governor Stitt was on the radio the other day talking about how the Oklahoma tax cuts will basically give companies or not companies, people $200 a month uh, of their tax money back uh, for every $50,000 they make. So a family making $50,000 uh, or an income of $50,000 would see an extra $200 a month of, of tax money coming back to them. Uh, that would be a good thing. The idea is to put money back in the, in the pockets of, uh, of the citizens. Uh, Kay Floyd, the other day, uh, Senate majority leader uh, in Oklahoma uh, was talking about Ryan Walters and how bad he is for education because he has uh, he's always attacking the teachers and she didn't say a word about how the teachers have been attacking him relentlessly nonstop for several years even before when he was in his previous role uh eg and carol uh, now has 83 million dollars for being defamed by uh, donald trump in in court right even though it doesn't look like he ever did anything to her at all uh she's got 83 million dollars that she's been proudly boasting about to everybody and does not at all act like a sexual assault victim and of course there's tara reed who was most likely sexually assaulted by joe biden with evidence going back many years that even her mom had called into the larry king show and she had told people about it at the time and of course the democrats just like with hillary clinton they hide the bodies they sweep things under the rug so, but the score is Eugene Carroll, 83 million, Tara Reed, zero. Uh, most recently, there was a, a little bit of a controversy over Trump's use of the word debanking to, to discuss people being pulled from, you know, having banks pulled from them, having them deplatformed de de with banks. Uh, you see that particularly with conservatives. 
Uh, Saturday Night Live did a, a segment where they were making fun of him for making up this word, but it's a word that's in the dictionary. And I think Democrats legitimately haven't heard of this because their media don't cover it. They haven't heard of the idea of being debanked and having all your assets frozen by the FBI uh, and, ha- and having them try to squeeze out. Of course, we know that they do that to our conservatives, and that was something they did during the Obama administration. But they continue to do that. They continue to make it difficult for conservatives to bank a lot of times, and they, they target them. But the Democrats legitimately haven't heard of this because their media don't cover it. So uh, uh, SNL can't help the fact that they don't listen to anything decent as far as informative media. We saw the same thing with coyotes. Remember when everybody, everybody being SNL and the rest of the world made fun of Donald Trump for, you know, used thinking that coyotes were smuggling people across the border, not realizing that that's a term that has been used for at least 40 years um, for, you know, Mexican cartel people who are dealing in human trafficking. Uh, and you know Trump was spot on with that, but they made fun of him. Same thing with the uh, the Lysol stuff, right? They, they take things out of context. They don't understand what they're talking about, and they just run with it. Uh, I'm really thinking progressives are kind of uh, they've got the well. I guess they've got a mob mentality for sure, but uh, they're not always fact checking anything they do. They just attack. Okay, so today's main study that we'll talk about. It has to do with uh, athletes and and their success in the business world. So it's based on a Harvard Business School working knowledge paper by Rachel Lane called Being a Team Player, Why College Athletes Succeed in Business, which was a discussion with Paul Gompers, a Harvard Business School professor and former All-American runner at Harvard back in the 1980s, a discussion with with him about uh, the study that he and his co-authors had done. So he and his co-authors had conducted a study. It's linked in the article that I just mentioned that has a link to the regular study that he did. But what they did was they looked at 400,000 400, Ivy League athletes. Uh, they found that the athletes earned 3.4% more during their careers than non-athletes did. And they started with 5.3 million profiles coming from 44 institutions. They looked at website and yearbook data. And eventually they settled on eight Ivy League schools. Then they dug in a little bit deeper and they had... They found 401,785 graduates from 1970 to 2021, and they used both institutional information that they got from the schools. They used LinkedIn information where they looked at profiles, and then they used a a labor analytics service uh, to look at some metrics. And what they found is fascinating. So they found that these these varsity athletes at Ivy League schools, relative to their peers, uh, their careers take off five to 10 years after graduation. The athletes do. And the gap widens at 20 to 25 years. So the athletes have an advantage all the time. It occurs across almost all sports that they looked at. Uh, they also looked to see if, if sports might be a proxy for wealth that you have. So they looked at prep school sports, what they called prep school sports, like rowing, squash, lacrosse, equestrian. Uh, and they looked at what they called common public school common sports, like football, basketball, and track. And they found that the... Uh, the prep school sport athletes slightly outperformed their public school common sport athletes, but all the athletes outperformed the non-athletes. They had found that 54% of the athletes were men. Men were more likely to choose careers like men, male athletes were more likely to choose um, competitive industries like finance, law, or tech services. Women were more likely to choose women. Athletes were more likely to choose education and healthcare. They found that athletes in the what they called the lower academic admission standard sports. So these are sports that typically have lower academic admission standards. 
20% of those went into finance and on, on the high end of, of what people went into. And then on the low end, 3.5% went into college academics. 8% uh, made it to the C-suite, which are, you know, chief executive officer, chief financial officer, those, those C-suite level positions. 14% uh, earned science, technology, or engineering degrees. 15% earned doctoral degrees. And 12% 12, 12 earned law degrees. And 5% became physicians. So the idea here is that a highly competitive environment fosters teamwork, cooperation, and hard work. And that they get that by participating in athletics, where they spend large amounts of time working together with diverse groups of people, working towards a common goal, trying to achieve things and having to put in a lot of hours and a lot of hard work. Uh, the idea is that those highly competitive environments uh, train them so that if they've got the basic ability to perform jobs, that they're going to be more successful than their peers. Uh, and in fact, they were, they earned 3.4% more during their careers. Okay. I'll get back to that in the closing thoughts to the Patriot brain line. Jake from East Texas said, when you reflect on your time as an undergraduate, graduate student and professor, I'm curious if there's anything that you would have done differently if you could, have, if you could do it over again. Another way to phrase that question, what's something you wish you had known prior to your academic career? Well, I wish I would have known earlier how important it was for me to fight back as a conservative. And so I I've always been transparent and outspoken. Uh, looking back on it, there was no school I went to that people didn't know what my views were and I didn't stand up and, and push. But what I didn't realize was the magnitude of what was happening around me. And so I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize the void that I would leave by not being that voice when I left academia. Uh, so I don't know that it's, I don't know that I would have done anything differently, but I would have been more aware, I guess, of, of how colossal the change was around me um, at, the, at that time in the past decade. Chris from South Oklahoma City, the way that you described how conservatives only com compromise and liberals never compromise seems to me to be a textbook case of being stuck in an abusive relationship. Uh, yeah, I think that describes the Republicans perfectly. They're stuck in an abusive relationship. Sarah from California says, said, uh, you just brought tears to my eyes. I haven't heard talent on loan from God in way too long. Excellent tribute to a true legend. And thank you, Sarah. Sarah's talking about uh, last episode where I was discussing Rush Limbaugh. Uh, T from Edmund uh, claimed to me that Taylor Swift is a psyop, you know, psychological operation. And I kind of dismissed that claim. And then the next day there was, there were articles coming out about uh, Joe, the Biden administration attempting to use Taylor Swift to try to persuade people. And then I realized, okay, yeah, if, if you can, if you can score Taylor Swift as a political asset, then yeah, that's a, a, a pretty big, um, pretty big asset to have. Anyway, Kurt from Central Oklahoma also sent me a Taylor Swift article as well. So Taylor Swift is on the minds of lots of the listeners. Jason from Piedmont sent me audio of uh, Kurt Russell uh, defending guns and gun owners. Uh, it was refreshing to see somebody who's, we'll go ahead and call him a giant of Hollywood, right? Because it, he's Kurt Russell and we're conservatives and we don't have that, that many people in Hollywood. I don't know if he's conservative or not, but he certainly had a good position as far as gun ownership. So we had a discussion on our locals page or our locals um, page, I guess you call it locals community the other day, the My Patriot Brand community on locals. We had a good discussion uh, and it, what came up was the kind of the conservative Mount Rushmore who would be on that. And so my selections were for the conservative Mount Rushmore were Ronald Reagan, Barry Goldwater, Rush Limbaugh and William F. Buckley. 
I thought those were fantastic. I thought that was as good as it gets. That's why I picked those as my as my people. Another person picked uh, Thomas Sowell, um, so Thomas Sowell, Milton Friedman, um, Andrew Breitbart, and Rush Limbaugh. And I, that's a good pick too. Uh, intellectually, those are probably the giants of, of Mount Rushmore. Um, Andrew Breitbart is interesting. I would have liked to have found a way to wedge him into mine. Um, he's been profoundly influential in the past 20 years of the conservative movement, um, empowering the Tea Party in many ways. Um, he, he probably ought to be on there, but I can't, you can't, I can't leave Reagan off. I can't leave Goldwater off. I can't leave Rush Limbaugh off and I can't leave William F. Buckley off. So, um, Andrew Breitbart is sitting just outside of that circle and um, prepared to, you know, erect his own monument next to them, I guess. Thank you to all the people. We had a lot of engagement on the Patriot brain line today. Uh, thank you to everybody for that. And so the Patriot Brain Line, you may voice message me through Spotify for podcasters. You can engage with the show through Truth Social and Locals or email me at the email address listed on my website, theconservativesocialpsychologist.com. Independent podcasts thrive with private investments that offset the time and financial costs of equipment, software writing, producing, editing, and on-air talent. Please consider supporting My Patriot Brain with a small monthly donation. You can use the support button on the Spotify for Podcasters page or the support this podcast URL in the show description on your other listening platforms. Thank you for listening. We're strong together. And now it's time for my closing thoughts. With today's study, we discussed the idea, you know, basically the idea here is that highly competitive athletic environments foster teamwork. They foster cooperation. They foster hard work. You know, we should be able to isolate the human experiences that athletics fosters and find other places it applies as well. You know, there's lots of places that it applies, right? Every place you hopefully get a good extracurricular experience like music or the military. Not that I'm saying that's, a, you know, uh, those are the only places there's, there's lots of other theater, right? Drama, like anything where you're working together with people to build something and you're working cooperatively with diverse groups of people and you're having to put in lots of hours and work hard for an outcome. I think those are the experiences that we're looking at here. You know, we're all better when we work hard and when we cooperate. So the message here is to hire people who know this, regardless of their athletic background. Until I catch you next time, play hard and have fun. Listen to My Patriot Brain on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Truth Social, Locals, Rumble, and YouTube. Check out my other content at theconservativesocialpsychologist.com.